0: What's going on? Welcome to the Fantasy Food Truck Podcast. I am your host, Adam McGill. You can follow us on the Twitter at Fantasy Food Truck. That's F-A-N-T-A-Z-Y-F-O-O-D-T-R-U-K. We have a lot to cover today. Uh, Like always at first, we always kind of go over Uh, Some of the recent news and updates that's happened over the past couple weeks since I've been away on vacation uh, There's a lot more to cover than normal after we get into the news uh, We will then roll into some of the top rookies that were drafted higher in the draft this year I go through every rookie that will be fantasy relevant uh, That was drafted in the first two rounds Uh, And then go through a few three rounds three through seven that were drafted that I think could have an impact this year uh, or if you're playing some dynasty dynasty leagues that could, that could have an impact uh, in, in a few years. Uh, let's start off with the most recent news. It is uh, Monday morning. Uh, currently, I am in Ohio, so the time is 11.52 a.m. And news just came out a few hours ago that Sam Bradford will be uh, at camp, at the workouts uh, for the Eagles. We'll, we'll talk about what that means uh, from a... Uh, Fantasy perspective in a little bit, uh, specifically talking about Carson Wentz. Uh, we'll, we'll go through the Carson Wentz pick uh, and, and how you can use him in fantasy this year. Next is Delaney Walker, re-signed uh, with the Titans. He was the number five tight end last year in overall points for tight ends from an ESPN score, standard scoring position. Uh, I believe that he is, he is a huge asset to their offense. I've talked all summer on Twitter, on the podcast, that I am in love with this Titans offense, and if, if, they, if they max out their full potential, I think they will be a very good team from a, a overall football standpoint, but from a fantasy standpoint, I think Marcus Mariota is the guy to get this year. Last year, we talked to guys about uh, Tannehill and Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, th- those guys you could grab late in the round as, as a good quarterback. I think this year... Uh, it, is, it is Marcus Mariota, and I think he will, he will outperform the Tannehill and the Bridgewaters from last year. Next is some small news. Kendall Gaskins, uh, one of the running backs from the 49ers. He was recently cut. No big deal, but last year when, when, the, when the 49ers were going through all those different running backs and they weren't sure who was going to start, Gaskins' name was, was thrown in the hat a couple weeks. Uh, Jordan Reed. The tight end for the Redskins received an extension, a pretty big extension. Um, I, I think that this is no big news for him. I mean, obviously, he's, he's getting paid a lot more money, but I, I think we all expected him to be a top tight end for the Redskins this year. This, the Redskins offensive coordinator also said that Matt Jones uh, could be an every down back, uh, and, and the Redskins didn't draft a running back until round 11. I'm sorry, round 7. Uh, the Redskins didn't draft a running back until round seven this year. Uh, so I, I think that means a lot for Matt Jones. I think that means a lot for the Redskins offense. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit later as the Redskins did draft a receiver in the first round this year. Uh, moving on, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, if you remember, he was hurt uh, against the Bengals last year. Tore his MCL. Uh, he, he, he's going to play an Antonio Brown celebrity softball game. Uh, and has videos of him dunking a uh, basketball all over the internet. Uh, personally, being a Steelers fan, I think the Steelers would be dumb to rush him back and and guarantee that he'll be ready for week one. They have a guy in D'Angelo Williams. Uh, they have a guy in Fitzgerald Toussaint, who unfortunately did fumble in, in that uh, AFC divisional game against the Broncos. However, they have two serviceable running backs uh, that, that that they can... Plug and play while Le'Veon Bell is out. Le'Veon Bell is a talent that you don't want to bring, and bring back and rush back to the field, so I think that uh, the Steelers are going to take their time with him. However, it is exciting to see that, that he's available to play in these softball games and, and the, the workouts he's doing. Guys, if you don't have Snapchat, go download Snapchat and watch what he is able to do with some of these workouts. He is, he is a freak of nature. Uh, next up is Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell wants to play for free. That is all. Uh, move on and do not draft him. Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, obviously the receiver from the Panthers, who was out all last year with a torn ACL. He will be back. Uh, I think this is a bump for Cam Newton. This is a bump, bump for Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, obviously, they have guys like Greg Olson, uh, Jonathan Stewart. Uh, but from a Kelvin Benjamin standpoint, he will be full go for training camp. Training camps usually start end of July, early August. Uh, so it'll be exciting to see how he pans out and, and what he's able to do in training camp. Tom Brady. Tom Brady was suspended four games uh, again this year, just like last year. Although this year, I don't think it's going to be overturned. As we talked all last year, this is a guy that you can try and get later in the draft. Um, you know, when I say later, Tom Brady, I mean you know fifth through maybe eighth or ninth round, uh, and then still draft a guy like an Andy Dalton. Depending on you know how high your your league is with like a guy like Carson Palmer, uh, you know maybe a Marcus Mariota, uh, Jameis Winston, you can get a guy like that very very late in your draft. Run that guy for four weeks, and then Tom Brady comes back, and you have Tom Brady. Uh, You know Tom Brady. Obviously they have guys like Julian Edelman, uh, Rob Gronkowski. They just added Martellus Bennett. Uh, They added Chris Hogan. They added, uh, I believe Nate Washington, and then they went and had. Went ahead and added a guy through uh, a wide receiver in the draft. Uh, Again, Tom Brady, I I think he'll be just as good as he always is when he comes back. Uh, Plus, they will have Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis is more of a a pass catching back than than a run in between the tackles. And I think they found that out last year and and realized how good he can truly be. Uh, Next up is going to be Josh Norman. Josh Norman signed that big contract with the Redskins. If you were living under a rock for the past couple weeks, what happened was Josh Norman. Uh, had his, his, uh, offer from the Panthers, which I believe was a, a franchise tag. He didn't want to sign it. He wanted to wait for a long-term deal. They pulled the franchise tag. He then ran back to the Panthers and said, Hey, I'm ready to sign. And it was too late. The Panthers didn't want anything to do with him. Therefore he went out. Uh, the Redskins wanted to sign him. He was signed by there. However, the Redskins D still sucks. Uh, Josh Norman was still a 4th or 5th round pick when he was drafted, Uh, so there was something about him that teams didn't like. He was very good with the Panthers. Now, being a Steelers fan, I will tell you that the secondary depends on how good your front seven, your front three is. If you aren't getting penetration from your your defensive line and your linebackers, then then your your defensive backs aren't going to be that good. Uh, When your quarterback is under a lot of pressure and he has to make quick decisions, that's when... Uh, your, your cornerbacks are going to make plays, such as Josh Norman did last year. So now the question is, was it really Josh Norman? Was he really as good as he was, or was he good because of his front seven? Um, the Redskins have a decent front seven, not the best, but definitely not the worst. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Norman can play in their, in their defense. Now, uh, from a football standpoint and from a fan standpoint, I'm very excited to watch Norman versus uh, Odell Beckham two times a year. Uh, hopefully those teams can find a way to both get in the playoffs and both play each other again, because that'll be super, super exciting uh, from that standpoint. So I, I still think the Redskins are going to be playing from behind a lot. I still think Kirk Cousins is going to be throwing a lot, uh, which, which boosts their offense still, uh, even after taking yet another wide receiver, which we'll get into later in the podcast. Uh, Next up is Brashad Perriman. Perriman was a rookie receiver last year that the Ravens drafted at the end of the first round. I believe it was like pick 19. Uh, He is 100% ready to go. He out all all of last year. Uh, Again, we've kind of talked about, you know, the the potential of this offense. Uh, You get a guy, obviously, like Joe Flacco back. You get a guy in Mike Wallace uh, who... Is a one-trick pony, and if he can catch the ball, uh, has the speed to, to take the top off, so you, so you have to respect that with a safety over the top. You have Rashad Perriman, which is a, a very similar player to a Mike Wallace or even a, a Torrey Smith who they had a few years ago. You're getting Steve Smith back, which uh, I will tell you, I was not high on Steve Smith last year. I uh, had a guy in uh, my league who wanted to keep him as a keeper, and I thought it was it was idiotic of him. To use Steve Smith as a keeper because I didn't think he was worth the, the 11th or 12th round pick that, that, he, that he kept him in. Um, and he obviously proved me wrong. So this offense, uh, I believe, will be very good. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about the running back that they drafted a little bit later as well. And, and how I think he will play into their offense. Uh, Bobby Rainey signed with the Giants. Not big news. Uh, if you remember Bobby Rainey was at one point was considered to be a, a top backup behind, I believe it was Doug Martin in Tampa Bay. Um, then they got Charles Sims, and Bobby Rainey kind of fell down the the, the depth chart there. But uh, the Giants really don't have a, a a good running back. So, you know, not saying that Bobby Rainey is going to go in there and be a starter and should be a top, top 10, top 15 running back, but I could see Bobby Rainey getting some carries, uh, and I think – this means more for the receivers that they have on their team. Uh, lastly, from the news from the past couple weeks, the LeGarrette Blount re-signed with the Patriots. I will tell you, I was a guy who drafted Blunt last year. Uh, not sure why. Um, <clears throat> he was a guy that that if they get up by a lot of points and that defense is tired, then, then Blunt is your man. However, uh, they like Deion Lewis a lot more. They like Tom Brady a lot more. So very rarely will will we see the Patriots try and ground and pound the ball unless it's late in the game and at that point usually it's going to be too late for Blunt. Next we're going to move on to a little bit of draft strategy that I'll talk about uh, which will then put us into uh, some of the rookies that were drafted and I'll put my spin on things. So from a a draft strategy perspective uh, at some point this year Uh, We will have a podcast dedicated to draft strategy and how I draft. Round by round, uh, I'll do a mock draft on this podcast and kind of talk about what I'm thinking and and where I'm going. Uh, Until then, each podcast I'll kind of fill you in based on what the podcast is around. Uh, I've already kind of told you that I'm not a fan of free agents, you know. Uh, Not a fan of guys like Brock Osweiler, Lamar Miller. Uh, I'm more of a value guy, so I will tell you that if Lamar Miller drops past where I feel his value uh, exceeds his draft pick, then I will draft him. I'm not sure where his value lands right now. Uh, I'll have to see you know how training camp kind of plays out. I do a bunch of, of mock drafts on, on ESPN and kind of see where people are, are falling. But uh, Lamar Miller is, is a guy that right now is not on my radar. Um, you know I, I look at free agent fails as guys like Mike Wallace – uh, you know, other, other quarterbacks who have, who have switched teams, even Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, he's bounced around from team to team, and it took him to getting to a team who has guys like Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall uh, and even Chris Ivory. You know, it, it, it took a team like that to make him successful. You know, Brock Osweiler is going to a team who has uh, guys like uh, Manuel Sanders and uh, Demarius Thomas. Uh, but I, I do not see Brock Osweiler being successful this year in in Houston. Um, rookies is is another area that, that I try and stay away from. Uh, again, you have both ends of the of, of the spectrum. You have guys like Todd Gurley. Uh, Todd Gurley to me last year in the top three or four rounds was a reach. You know, I like Todd Gurley. I thought if I could snag him, you know, in the fourth, fifth, sixth round or later, I thought it would be be a solid pick. Now. Um, He went, I believe, in in, in my draft in the third round. To me, that was a reach. Now, uh, at the end of the year, you're looking at, hey, that's a solid pick. Uh, But but then you have guys on the other end of the spectrum like Cordell Patterson uh, and Andre Ellington, who both uh, had their rookie years were drafted in the top three or four rounds. Again, to me, a reach. Uh, I like value. I like to look for the rookies who fall in the draft, uh, who may not start week one, but have an opportunity to start over the next couple weeks. You know, guys like, um, you know, just throwing this out there, I like a Paxton Lynch or a Christian Hackenberg at quarterback better than I like Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. Uh, I like a guy like Cardale Jones at, at quarterback over Wentz or Goff, if you can get him very late in the draft. Now, you say Cardale Jones, he ain't starting this year. Uh, we'll talk about that in a few minutes uh, when we get to to the quarterback rookies. Um that's my draft strategy. I'm all about value. Uh, you know, I, I like value from an NFL standpoint. When, when the Steelers pick, I want to see value. I do it from a, a fantasy draft perspective as well. I like value. If value isn't there, uh, then I will take next best player. Whether I need that player or not, I will take the best player on the board. I will take three or four wide receivers right off the board at first because at some point somebody in my league will need a receiver. And if they need a receiver that bad, they will overpay you by giving you the running back, by giving you the tight end, by giving you a quarterback or, or, or the, the, the best defense in the league um, go, heading into the playoffs so you are set for your team. Um, getting into the rookies. So first we'll start with quarterback. <clears throat> we'll start with the, the first quarterback taken off the board, Jared Goff, uh, obviously went to the Rams. Uh, obviously, I, I think this guy is going to most likely start right away. He has guys like Todd Gurley as his running back, Tavon Austin, Kenny Britt. Uh, they drafted a tight end in Tyler Higbee, which uh, I don't think they're going to use to, Higby to block. I think he's going to be mostly a pass-catching uh, tight end and, and a, a wide receiver in Farrell Cooper. Uh, I think that for Goff, um, I, I think that, that this is mainly good. However, Jeff Fisher is the coach. Jeff Fisher will never go better than 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, the Rams' defense is, is very, very good. So it's not like the Rams are going to be playing from behind a whole lot. I think they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball, uh, I, which is why I'm very, very high on Todd Gurley this year. I think they're going to let Goff kind of sit back and hand the ball off and not throw as much. Um, so I think that Tavon Austin is going to do exactly what he did last year with reverses and screens. and So I, I don't see – where Goff is going to get his points. I think that he'll be a serviceable quarterback for this year. I think they're going to try and turn Goff into a guy like an Alex Smith for the first year, where he just manages the game and doesn't turn the ball over. But I do not see where Goff is going to get his points from. Uh, moving on to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz uh, obviously went to the Eagles uh, and is, is, is currently going to be sitting behind Sam Bradford. Uh, we kind of already talked about Bradford and and what the latest news on on him is, but He is now showing up to camp, which for Wentz obviously puts Wentz back. The way that I look at it uh, from an Eagles perspective is is that the Eagles are going to play Sam Bradford until he sucks too bad that they have to put Wentz in, which for Bradford, maybe a year, maybe two years, I think they're going to try and play Bradford through his contract, which I believe is a two-year contract, uh, and then at that point see where they are with Wentz. I, I don't see Wentz playing anytime soon. Uh, if you're in a, a dynasty league, I would pass on Wentz and I'd go to one of the other three or four quarterbacks that we'll kind of talk about here, uh, over the next couple guys. Um, I would not draft him in a keeper league. I would not draft him in a redraft league. I would stay away from Wentz. He's actually one of one of the worst quarterbacks that you could pick this year for fantasy. Uh, next up is Paxton Lynch for the Broncos. This guy is going to be my number one rookie quarterback this year. Uh, he is drafted into a team that just won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl without a quarterback. Uh, if you don't believe me, go look at D'Angelo Williams' tweets from a month or two months ago where he tweeted that the Peyton Manning stunk this year. And, and he he was rightfully so to say that, as the Broncos literally won without a quarterback this year. Uh, they only have Mark Sanchez the, as the only other quarterback with Paxton Lynch. And, and I think with, with the, the studs that the Broncos have around the quarterback on offense, I think they will start Paxton Lynch right away. From some of the comments that John Elway has also made about Paxton Lynch, how he's ready to go now, they have guys like uh, Demaryius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Cody Lattimore, uh, C.J. Anderson, Devontae Booker. Uh, We'll talk about Booker a little bit later on when we get to running backs, but I I think that that makes uh, for Lynch to have the most success out of any of these rookie quarterbacks. Next up is, is Christian Hackenberg, who was drafted by the Jets. Again, we're still a little uncertain as to what's going to happen with uh, Fitzmagic. Uh, and, and obviously, the, the Jets have a have, uh, backup quarterback in Bryce Petty. But, but to me, Hackenberg uh, is, is the number two rookie quarterback. Uh, again, c- similar to, to, to Paxton Lynch and the Broncos, the Jets have the best offense surrounding Hackenberg. They have uh, guys like Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, Matt Forte. Uh, you know, more so almost than the Broncos, really, uh, but the Broncos obviously have the better defense. So um, I think that Hackenberg and Lynch, if you're looking for uh, a quarterback this year, um, you know, again, as, as we get to training camp, guys, and, and I'm going to say this uh, throughout this podcast, but as we get to training camp and we learn more and I can update you guys on, on who's looking good and, and, and how the quarterback uh, competitions are working out, this this all depends on that, you know. W- what I'm telling you is is my perception. What I would do if I was within the organization. However, every organization is different. So, as we get through training camp, again, end of July, early August, you know, as we start getting into these preseason games, we'll know so much more, and I'll be able to give you better breakdowns as to who I think would be the better pick. Uh, next up is Cardale Jones. We kind of talked about this. Uh, if you look at any. Scrambling quarterback such as Tyrod Taylor. They usually have success in year one or throughout the first half of year one Uh, But usually as the years go on their success breaks down Uh, You know obviously with the exception of guys like Russell Wilson and Cam Newton, but I think those guys can throw the ball much better than Tyrod Taylor So Tyrod Taylor will be an interesting guy to watch Because if he if he doesn't repeat the success then they are gonna bench him or if he gets hurt banged up like he did last year then it's going to come down to Cardell Jones, uh, who, who could probably get the start. Again, am I telling you to draft Cardell Jones in the 10th, 11th, 12th round? No. But if you're in a 12, 14, 16 team league, you're in a dynasty league, you're in a keeper league, and you're in the 16th round, uh, go ahead. Cardell Jones is there. You know, Take a flyer on him and, and, and see what happens. Again, another guy you should, you should probably watch training camp, see how, see how Tyrod looks. Uh, but, you know, Cardell Jones may even be just a waiver pickup in the first couple of weeks of the year The last quarterback that I want to talk about is Nate Sudfeld Nate Sudfeld was drafted by the Redskins uh, This guy has the, the height, the weight, the athleticism to be a good quarterback uh, A few of his, his weaknesses, his accuracy, uh, maybe some of his reads You know, that can all be coached uh, The reason I bring him up here is because uh, the Redskins drafted him Obviously, the Redskins have a a franchise tag on Kirk Cousins. We're waiting on a long-term deal to be done there, but after this year, if Cousins isn't re-signed or Cousins doesn't have a good year, it could fall on Nate Sudfeld. So this is more for a dynasty league. Uh, this is more for a you know a rookie draft. Um, you know, depending on how big your league is, you know if you're in a keeper league and you can get this guy later in the draft. But I really like Nate Sudfeld. I've, I've watched his tape and I think that. I think that this kid, he reminds me a lot of, of Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben, standing in the pocket, you know, taking hits, he can run if he has to. Um, you know, if, if he can get the few things that, that he is weak in, uh, if he can fix those over the next year or two while he sits behind a quarterback, I think that, that he can be a top, top fantasy quarterback for years to come. Next up is running back. Uh, Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott going to the Cowboys. Don't really want to talk about this a whole lot here, but all all I'm going to say is that that Darren McFadden last year came in at running back number 13, and he really only played 10 games. He was inserted into the offense more in week 7, played through week 17. He ran for 1,089 yards and three touchdowns. He averaged 11.9 fantasy points per game, which if you take that over a full season, he would have had 190 points, Uh, Which would have made him running back number three if Darren McFadden can do that then what can Ezekiel Elliott do? enough said Next up is Devontae Booker uh, who went to the Broncos The the Broncos beat reporters are saying that Booker can can uh, push CJ Anderson and Ronnie Hillman for playing time Uh, I'm not sure what's going on here from a Broncos standpoint the Broncos originally Tendered CJ Anderson with a a very low tender. I think it was a third or fourth round tender. The Dolphins tried to match that uh, And and now the Broncos instead of paying CJ Anderson 2 million bucks a year paying him I think 17 million bucks over four years So first it seemed like the Broncos didn't care about CJ Anderson And then once a team wanted to go ahead and sign him then they went ahead and brought him back. So I Wasn't high on CJ Anderson last year. Um, I'm not very high on him this year and personally would much rather wait for a guy like Devontae Booker later in, in the draft and see if see what happens there. Uh, next is Derrick Henry, went to the Titans. I am um, floored at this pick, really from a, a why. Why did this happen? Uh, I don't get this move, especially after the Titans pretty much stole DeMarco Murray from the Eagles for a washer machine. Uh, as it sits, uh, I'll be staying away from Henry as well as DeMarco Murray, until this team proves otherwise. Uh, again, another training camp. I'm, I'm very interested in listening and, and, and watching and seeing what happens there. Preseason games, I'm, I'm interested to see how Derrick Henry looks behind that line. Again, Henry's a rookie. I like to stay away from rookies. The only one that I would, would be happy to draft in the top couple rounds is Zeke Elliott. Um, so, from, from a, a, a football standpoint, I don't think the Titans are going to play Henry a whole lot. I think it's still DeMarco Murray's job to lose. But again, nothing to, to, to wait and see. Uh, Kenyon Drake was drafted by the Dolphins. Drake, to me, is, is a third down back uh, and more of a receiving back than anything. This pick means more for Jay Ajayi than anything. Uh, the Dolphins have came out and said that Ajayi could be a three down back, that he could be the workhorse for this offense. And then they go out and they try and sign guys like the aforementioned C.J. Anderson. They try and get guys like Arian Foster, which they still essentially could. Um, but to me, the Kenyon Drake pick means a lot more for Jay Ajayi. If Ajayi can stay healthy, I think this is your running back that you can get um, in an early to mid-round that I think will be successful for you. Uh, Kenneth Dixon was drafted by the Ravens. The real big reason why I like Kenneth Dixon is I do not like Forsett, I do not like Buck Allen, and I do not like Lorenzo Taliaferro. Therefore, I think this guy has a shot. Uh, Forsett is banged up. Um, I think that he's getting older, and I think that he's very injury prone. He was, I don't want to say bad, but he wasn't good at all the first couple years of his career. And then as soon as he gets to the Ravens, he gets good. Uh, I think it's more of, of a scheme uh, fit than anything. Uh same thing with buck allen and talia farrow seems to can't stay healthy either So I think kenneth dixon can beat out at least two if not three of those guys this year Uh, just from a pure playing standpoint Uh, and then if if one of those guys gets hurt, I think kenneth dixon can be a a top back Uh in the league if if he has the opportunity Next up is is deandre washington uh was drafted by the raiders the raiders have latavius murray um and, and they they I don't know why but it seems that they absolutely hate Latavius Murray uh, if you watch the tape Latavius Murray uh, Has the potential to be a, a top 5 top 10 back in this league. He has the power. He has the speed. He has the agility um, But the Raiders just do not do maybe just I don't know if they don't see it uh, or if, if they just if there's something going on behind the scenes But I think this DeAndre Washington pick means a lot more than than people are are leading into. I think that Washington has a legitimate shot to play a lot this year. Uh, And, you know, personally, I took Latavius Murray, I think, in the fifth or sixth round last year. I would would not draft him anywhere near that this year. Uh, He would have to drop further for me to take him because of uh, the DeAndre Washington scare that I have. Next would be Jordan Howard drafted by the Bears. Uh, this is going to be the last running back that we're going to talk about from a rookie standpoint. Uh, this is an interesting one because I personally like Jeremy Lankford, uh, but there are a lot of people out there who don't like Lankford uh, and think that Howard could steal this job. Uh, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't tell you about this guy. Uh, I will tell you that I'm, I'm high on, on Langford, maybe not as high as some of these guys are. Uh, again, value pick for me is is Lankford, uh, but Jordan Howard would probably be the handcuff as of now. Again, another another guy to look at uh, and listen to come uh, training camp and preseason. Uh, next, we'll look at, at the wide receivers uh, and then just a little bit of tight ends here. Uh, wide receivers, first wide receiver off the board was Corey Coleman. In my eyes, the top three wide receivers in this draft were Coleman, Dotson, and Fuller. Uh, I like Coleman and Dotson a little bit more than Fuller. My point is that I like Coleman a lot. Uh, being a Steelers fan and, and – and, and uh, laughing at the Browns' lack of success, uh, I would like to see the rival be, be relevant again. Uh, maybe that's why I like this pick uh, from both a fantasy perspective and just a, an overall football perspective. Um, but I, I think that having a guy like Coleman, I think that uh, you have Gary Barnage, you have Duke Johnson, uh, who if, if you have listened to, to Hugh Jackson, what he's been saying recently, he really likes the, the, the duo of Uh, Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson, I I think this offense is going to be something this year. Uh, They have a quarterback in RG3, which I loved the pickup. I think that 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 was one of the best things that that the Browns and Hugh Jackson could have done. And for RG's 3 career, I think it's a great move for him. Uh, They grabbed a guy in in Cody Kessler, who a lot of people don't like, but I'll tell you, I, I never liked Andy Dalton, and look what Hugh Jackson was able to do with Dalton. Uh, so, you know, uh, living in Ohio and listening to all the hype around the Browns, you know, I'm, I'm on the train, trust in Hugh. Let's see what he can do with these guys. And, and I think that makes Coleman an interesting fantasy guy. Uh, and as I rank these guys getting closer to, uh, training camp and and preseason, as we get closer to drafts, I'll I'll rank these guys from a rookie standpoint, from an overall, you know, uh, wide receiver standpoint, and, and I believe that Coleman will be. Uh, I know he'll be top of the rookies. I know he'll be uh, probably top 20, top 30 receiver uh, overall. Uh, next would be Will Fuller. Fuller was drafted by the Texans, uh, who obviously already has number one receiver uh, behind Hopkins, uh, Nuke Hopkins. There isn't really much. You have Jalen Strong, which obviously just got busted over the summer for some some pot weed incident, smoking too many joints. Uh, And then you have guys like Cecil Shorts, uh, who was a solid, who could be a solid number three, but really isn't, or is, but is unrelated to fantasy. Um, I think that that Fuller was drafted to come in and be the number two, you know, along with uh, guys they added like Lamar Miller and Brock Osweiler. I think Fuller's potential uh, really depends more on Lamar Miller than anything. I think if Lamar Miller can get it going early, then I think they, they slow down Osweiler um, to you know, quick passes, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Again, kind of like I just mentioned with Goff, uh, kind of like an Alex Smith. Um, you know, they, they don't want to put too much on Osweiler. Now, if, if Miller can't get it going, then, which, is, which is what I truly believe is going to happen, then Osweiler going to start throwing the ball. He's going to start throwing it to the wrong team. Uh, interceptions lead to points for the other team I think this team will play from behind A lot this year And I think that is what That is what's going to get Fuller his, to his max potential uh, Same thing with Hopkins you know, I'm, I'm still high on Hopkins I think that you know, they'll still try the deep shots To, to Nuke and, and he'll still get his points uh, But I think Fuller's Value really depends on how good Lamar Miller looks And again that's something to pay attention to In training camp and, and early in the preseason Next is, is Josh Dotson for the Redskins. Uh, wow, this, this offense is loaded with playmakers. So, you, so obviously you have Josh Dotson, you have Deshaun Jackson, you have Pierre Garçon, you have Jordan Reed. Uh, one of these guys is going to get cut or released before the season. Now obviously it's not going to be Josh Dotson, and obviously it's not going to be Jordan Reed, who just received that $50 million extension. Uh, so between Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon, one of those guys is going to get released. In my eyes, it should be Garçon. Uh, I think if you have Jackson with his speed, then you have Dotson with his, with his all-around you know, wide receiver abilities, uh, and then Jordan Reed out of the tight end. I think that makes for a better receiving core than if you were to leave Garcon on there and take away Jackson. Uh, either way, uh, I think Dotson will be the best uh, year number two receiver uh, we see out of this draft class. And, and, and what I mean is, is I don't think Dotson is going to be a, a, a great player this year. Uh, but I think that next year uh, he'll be the Allen Robinson in his second year is where he'll really break out. Uh, next is Laquan Treadwell. Uh, Treadwell, I'm not the biggest fan of. I told you he was, he was at least number four or five on my rookie wide receiver rankings before the draft. Um, I think that this pick boosts Teddy Bridgewater and Adrian Peterson more than anything. Uh, I think that he, he is by far probably the best blocking wide receiver in the draft. Uh, so I think that that boosts AP from that standpoint. Um, I think that him being as big as he is and being a threat in the red zone takes, a, takes people away from the box. Um, we talked last year about Teddy B being a, a late-round quarterback that could be good. Um, and he was he was serviceable, but I, I wouldn't have started him every week in year-long fantasy. Um, so I, I, I think that boosts Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater's stock. I think it boosts... Adrian Peterson stock, uh, but I, I don't know that I'm taking Treadwell in, in this year's draft unless it's it's very, very late and there's nobody else on the board. Um, next two or three guys that I'm going to talk about are, are actually some of my favorite uh, wide receivers this year that, that I wouldn't have a problem drafting. First is going to be Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard went to the Giants uh, and overall one of my favorite kids from this draft. Uh, the Giants threw... Ran more plays out of three wide receiver sets than anybody in the league. They had like 551 plays out of three wide receiver sets. That's not four wide receiver sets. That's not, you know, two wide receiver That's three wide receiver sets. They had more, um, more plays out of that set than anybody in the league. Okay, when you look at their at their receiving core, they lost Ruben Randall. Uh, I believe he went to the Eagles. Uh, so they have Victor Cruz. They have uh, now Sterling Shepard, and obviously Odell Beckham. I see them running more three wide receiver sets than anybody. You look at their, you look at their running backs, and they still have guys like Rashad Jennings, uh, Andre Williams, Shane Vereen, guys that I don't think are going to be uh, much impact. On top of that, their defense still sucks, uh, as it did last year. So, I think that this team's going to be throwing a lot. I think they're going to be throwing a lot of the three wide receiver sets. If Victor Cruz is health, healthy, then that makes Shepard your. Your number three, possibly he could beat out Victor Cruz and become the number two. But if Cruz isn't healthy, then Shepard is your number two receiver behind Odell Beckham. Last year, Reuben Randall was was ranked pretty highly towards the end of the season, uh, and I think Shepard could top what Randall was, was able to do uh, on this Giants offense. So uh, you know, rookie draft dynasty leagues, even keeper leagues, even re- even redraft leagues, I can see Shepard going late late rounds. Uh, Next up and this guy be my this this may be my number one rookie wide receiver is uh, Michael Thomas so Michael Thomas went to the Saints Uh, Urban Meyer uh, coach of of Ohio State obviously where Michael Thomas played at came out and said this is the most competitive kid He has ever coached Uh, he has coached a Lot of a lot of good guys the the number one guy I want to talk about is Tim Tebow so uh, Tim Tebow Played for him, drafted in the first round, played with, with a, a serviceable team, uh, went to the playoffs, took him to the playoffs, beat the Steelers, first played overtime. Um Still a little bitter about that play, but uh, if, if, if Urban Meyer is saying Michael Thomas is more competitive than Tim, Tim Tebow, I think Michael Thomas is, is much more talented than Tim Tebow. Obviously two different positions, but he's going to the Saints. The Saints have a quarterback by the name of Drew Brees. Earlier in in the the uh, free agency process, there was a lot of hype around Kobe Fleener. I think that hype was was rightfully so. Uh, but remember, the Saints lost a guy in Marcus Colston. Remember a guy named Willie Snead last year uh, who broke onto the scene. I think Michael Thomas has more talent than Snead. Uh, Michael Thomas is bigger than Snead. I think Michael Thomas on the Saints on the Saints team is going to be your number one rookie receiver this year. Uh, last receiver I want to talk about is Pharaoh Cooper uh, going to the Rams. Uh, another interesting guy, because if you look at the Rams offense, as we talked a little bit earlier, Kenny Britt's the number one. Okay, You have Tavon Austin, who will never be a number one, uh, but he's going to be your your reverse, your screen, your your fake two guy, you know, bomb down the other side of the field. Um, Kenny Britt has obviously had off-the-field issues. Uh, Kenny Britt was has the potential to be great, but... I don't know if it's a work ethic thing for Britt. I don't know if it's a system thing for Britt, but Britt has never played up to his potential. Therefore, if Cooper can top Kenny Britt, I can see Cooper being a, a, a true number one for this Rams offense. Obviously, you have a guy like uh, Goff, who, we, who we've already kind of talked about as, as the quarterback, but, but I'm, interesting, I'm interested to see what happens in, Ram, in Rams training camp. The last position that I want to talk about, and it'll be very, very brief here, is tight ends. Uh, personally, I, I refuse to draft rookie tight ends. I've done it before. It's burned me in the past. I tried to draft Max Williams from the Ravens. What was it last year? I, I, I tried to draft uh, Eric Ebron, his rookie year. I tried to draft Tyler Eifer his rookie year. It just doesn't work. There's two or three there's two positions. Uh, that I personally wait. Another thing for draft strategy, and we'll get off the draft strategy for this podcast, but uh, quarterbacks, I try and wait until the value is there. Last year, I think Russell Wilson fell to me in the third or fourth round, uh, which we're in a keeper league you know, after the fifth round, so a lot of our guys end up going sooner, but to me, that was more value than I could pass up. Uh, but I really like waiting on quarterbacks until later in the draft. Uh, tight ends are the same way. You know, I, I drafted Greg Olson, I think, in the 12th or 13th round, a few years back, uh, I think his first year with the Panthers uh, before they even drafted Benjamin, um, and that's my keeper for the next couple years. So I like to wait on tight ends, and I don't like to draft rookie tight ends. So you got guys like Hunter Henry for the Chargers and Tyler Higby for the Rams. You know, if, if I was going to tell you to draft one of them, I'd tell you Higby. Um, but I, good good luck with that. Uh, again, I'd stay away from those guys. I'd wait till the end of the draft. Uh, the next couple podcasts that, that you can expect to hear, um, I want to get into some of the vets that that uh, benefited most from this most recent draft. So, as we kind of talked about, a, a guy like Jay Ajayi, uh, Adam Gase uh, has not only said that Ajayi uh, could be the workhorse back early in the offseason, but recently said he was very impressive in practice. You know, I, I want to talk about guys like that. I want to talk about guys like Latavius Murray and, and Jeremy Langford and what they're what their their uh, status looks like for this year. Uh, talk about defenses, you know, Jaguars. I mean, look at what they – they added Jalen Ramsey and Miles Jack in, in the draft, uh, and they still have guys like Malik Jackson, and they, they added guys like Tashawn Gibson, and they added guys like Prince Mukamara. and they're getting a guy like Dante Fowler, who was last year's pick. They're getting all these guys back. So uh, expect to have a, a podcast like that where we can talk about – you know, how the offensive line picks, like the Dolphins drafting, uh, was it Tunsil early in, in round one, uh, you know, how that's going to affect the rest of this team. Uh, we, we also want to do podcasts based on, you know, uh, divisions. So I'd like to do, you know, again, being a Steelers fan, we'll do an AFC North podcast, we'll do an AFC East, AFC South, where we, we do a specific podcast focused on the, the four teams in each division. Uh, and we break down and talk about the players, and, and I'll tell you if I would draft them or if I wouldn't draft them. I told you we're going to do podcasts on draft strategy, do mock draft podcasts, where I take you through. Um, again, guys, the, the, the biggest thing right now is it's still too early. I can tell you what I would do, uh, but there's a reason why I'm sitting in my basement recording this podcast and not working for an NFL team. So I can tell you what I would do. I can tell you what I think is going to happen. But uh, you know, if I would have given you my, my Steelers mock draft, or any team's mock draft, I would have probably been 0 for at least 7. Um, I'll tell you that personally for the Steelers I hit one pick uh, that was Javon Hargrave in the third round, but everybody else I missed on. So NFL teams do a lot of different things. There's really no right or wrong answer to this, uh, but obviously as we get closer to training camp, uh, end of July, early August, uh, as we get into some of the preseason games, you know, as we get into these drafts, uh, we'll have a more concrete Idea as to how these teams are gonna play uh, These individuals whether it's wide receiver whether it's running back whether it's quarterback That's the biggest thing guys is be patient. You know, we don't have all the answers now uh, But if you guys stick with us uh, Through the next couple months, we'll get you to where you need to be uh, and have you prepared for your draft uh, Come most drafts are usually in August Some are in July, but uh, some are Really early September, but we will have you ready and prepared for your draft like you've never been prepared before Guys if, if you want us to talk about anything specifically if you want to hear us talk about any specific players Tweet at us again. You can tweet at us at fantasy food truck. That's f-a-n-t-a-z-y F-o-o-d-t-r-u-k uh, We do accept uh, DMs or direct messages uh, So if you guys want to want to type something more than 140 characters you can You can message us as well. Uh, But guys, the draft is officially over. uh, And we are officially on our way to the 2016-2017 fantasy season. I appreciate you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.